0: So, Jonah chapter 4, from verse 4. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at the place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about this plant. It is, he said, I am so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people, who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals as well. Uh, we've reached the end of Jonah. The last. Uh, this is the last reading. It's the last sermon in our series on Jonah. Is anybody sad about that? I'm quite sad about that. I really enjoy Jonah. I think I'm going to miss uh, Jonah. I'm going to miss thinking about Jonah each week. Um, if you haven't picked up this book and read this book, I can highly recommend it to you, The Prodigal Prophet by Tim Keller, it goes into far more detail than we have, uh, and uh, if you'd like to borrow this copy, you're very welcome to, um, you see me afterwards. I've actually got three words for us this evening from this passage, uh, and they are in fact three words that fit into our vision rather neatly, uh, they are the three words that you will know well, uh, faith, hope and love. Let's think about faith then, first of all, this evening. This story, I think, speaks to me. The reason why I'm going to miss this story is because I connect with Jonah really, really well. And I wonder if you do as well. Jonah, this story throughout the book of Jonah, it tells us that Jonah is a man of faith. A man who has faith, a man at no point in the story does his faith in God actually waver. Whilst, you know, he might do the things that God tells him not to do, he stays connected with God uh, throughout it. Just like the older son, actually, in the prodigal son, the older son who never leaves his father. Jonah never doubts the existence of God. And yet, as I say, he sometimes doesn't always allow that faith which is in his head to impact what's going on in his heart and to impact his decisions. I grew up as the son of two Christians. My dad was a church warden. Uh, My mum was the Sunday school leader. I've always had faith of some form or another. And I hope you would expect, as your vicar, uh, for me to still have faith at the moment. And yet, just like Jonah, I do sometimes not allow that faith, that knowledge of God, to direct what it is that I'm meant to do. In fact, just yesterday, I had my own plant experience, a bit like Jonah and this plant. I've had a really busy week, a really good week, but a really busy week. Uh, I was away for three days of it at a conference. Um, I tried to take a day off on Friday with the family. And I wasn't meant to be preaching this evening. Again, you were meant to have Sam this evening. Sam is still uh, not very well, and so pulled out relatively last minute. And yesterday, I had in the diary as a sermon writing day, because this morning I was preaching at the morning services. Uh, And so the day that I had for preaching, writing, I had to fit two sermons into it. And yesterday morning went really well. I felt really connected to the Lord. The sermon for this morning felt like it came really quickly. I wrote it down. I was feeling really happy. I was feeling like I was... Under the leaf of that plant, as Jonah was, comfortable, happy, like the Lord was there. And then I had lunch, and then I hit the afternoon, and this talk, and it went the opposite way. It went so badly, just like Jonah under that plant. The plant seemed to disappear. And I found myself saying, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Why have you gone away? What is going on here? How very dare you! I'd sat with this book, I'd sat with the Bible. I'd sat with the text. I'd sat expecting for God to do what he had done in the past. But I'd failed to do the one thing I needed to do. And that was just to listen and to wait and to trust. We can, listen to this, you can be hearing from God and yet not listening to him. We can be hearing what God is saying through his words and yet not taking them in and, t- and acting on them. Not listening to to him. I do that sometimes with my toddlers. I might shout at them and I know that they've heard me because I'm shouting at them and if I whisper the word cake, they'll run straight over to me. But they don't listen to me. They're, they hear, but they don't listen. Right at this start of this story of Jonah, Jonah hears from God, but he doesn't listen to God. And I wonder if that speaks to us as people of faith, whether we know the things that we should do up here, and sometimes we hear God speak to us, but we don't necessarily listen. The second word I had when I eventually got round to writing something for this evening was the word hope. And in fact, what Jonah is looking for here is justice and not hope. And the difficulty we have is that our justice is very different to God's justice. In our our head, the good guys should always win, shouldn't they? And Jonah goes and takes himself to this hillside, looking over Nineveh, because he wants and expects the destruction of Nineveh at some point. That's what should happen. That's what's right. That's what is fair in Jonah's eyes said I preached this morning, we talked quite a bit about forgiveness. And we thought about that in lots of different ways. But the second point was how we respond to people when they sin against us, when they do stuff against us. And I said that forgiveness is about setting someone free and realising that that person is you. Jonah needs to forgive Nineveh. He maybe even needs to forgive God for not acting in the way that he wanted him to. He needs to get rid of these feelings of injustice, these feelings of anger, because it's only affecting his faith in God. I shared this story this morning, sorry for those of you who were with us, but think of a wife whose husband has an affair and leaves her. And she might decide to hold that in resentment against him for the rest of her life. She might decide that she's never going to forgive him for the thing that he has done. And yet it has no effect on him whatsoever. The only person it affects is her and her relationship with the Lord. Bitterness is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person will die. The psalmists tell us that righteousness and justice are the foundations of God's throne. But his righteousness is not the same as our righteousness. His justice is not the same as our justice. As we discussed last week, Jonah is glad of God's forgiveness of him and all of the things that he has done done wrong. He's glad that, that God has redeemed him from the belly of the fish. And yet somehow that forgiveness doesn't extend to Nineveh. And that's not to say that we shouldn't be people who fight for justice, who fight for wrongs to be righted. No, of course not. But we should always be pointing people to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I have a friend who told me the other day that he was really hopeful that Putin was going to be killed and that the war would end. I wonder how you respond to that, Christian friend. I don't hope for that at all i long and pray for putin to experience the love the joy the peace of christ in his heart ezekiel 18 says does do i take any pleasure in the death of the wicked declares the lord rather am i not pleased when they turn from their wicked ways and live we need to long for justice of god we need to long for the hope of god which brings me to the last point that God wants us to love why does he send this plant to Jonah I wonder he does so to teach Jonah about love and about compassion the plant is really not important but Nineveh and its 120,000 or so people are important and God is contrasting for Jonah the ludicrousy of how he's feeling and yet still Jonah doesn't seem to get it I think verse 9 is probably one of my favourite verses in the whole of uh, Jonah, because it sums up for me some of the conversations that I often have with God. It says, in case you've not got it in front of you, but God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he says, it is, and I'm so angry I wish I were dead. Now, we aren't told the tone of this. I like to think that God says, is it right that you're angry about the plant, Jonah? Are you sure? And Jenna goes, it is, yes, it's very right, yes, I'm very angry about it, actually, I wish I were dead. Because that would really sum up the conversations that I sometimes have with the Lord. Is this the right thing? Are you really sure this is the thing you should be angry about? How many times have I been sat upset or angry about things that don't really matter? I needed God to say, is it right for you to be angry about this? I used to be known uh, by my friends uh, some years ago now as a great complaint writer. Uh, I had a bit of a reputation for it. I've written complaints to Waitrose about their poor customer service on one occasion. It's only happened once, don't worry. Uh, To McDonald's and to Burger King about cold chips that I've replied, to Premier Inn about rooms that have been smelly or noisy. You name it, I've probably complained about it. And yeah, I'd write the letter, put the stamp on the envelope, and then walk past... Thousands of people, maybe not thousands, but lots of people, certainly, who were lost. People who needed me to fight for them, needed me to have compassion. Nineveh needed God's compassion, needed Jonah's compassion. It needed God's forgiveness. It needed Jonah's heart to be broken for them so that he could deliver it. And yet somehow Jonah is more consumed in anger over the death of this plant than he is over the city of Nineveh. What about us then? What gets us het up? What gets us annoyed? I'm sure none of you are as bad as, as me, writing endless letters of complaint about pointless things. But do we allow our hearts to be broken in compassion for the things which break the Lord's heart? Do we, break, do we allow our hearts to be broken for the Ninevehs of this world? So here it is, the end of Jonah. What has it taught us, I wonder? Clearly, not to run from God, otherwise we might end up with a large fish outside our front door. But also, this evening, to be people of faith and whose faith impacts our story. To be people of hope, telling a different story of God's forgiveness, of God's justice, of God's righteousness. And to be people of love, whose hearts are broken and caring for God's world, not perhaps caught up in the small things.